Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul-searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative manifesting state. Most yoga studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. Thank you for joining us as always. I am Shay, and today I have an amazing guest, Jess Roberts, on the line with me today. Anna is not listening in with us, but I know she'll be super excited to listen to this episode because I have spoken a lot about Jess and just how amazing she is and how she shows up so authentically online, and that is what I'm really excited to chat to her about today. So, Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. And wow, those are all such amazing words. (laughs) 
So the reason why I wanted to have Jess on the show, so Jess and I, just to give a little bit of a background story, Jess and I know each other from university days. We're both at Rhodes together. And actually, I think we probably even knew each other from high school days, but we're not really in very close circles. But I think we did kind of know each other from high school days. But Jess has just had the most amazing life experiences that she has really grown. And I've just seen such a transformation in you and how you've shown up online through these these life circumstances that have come your way. And I wanted to have you on the show because I think your story is just so empowering and you've just taken life by the absolute horns and I, and I want your story to be shared with other women. So I don't want to even, even give the background to it. I want you to explain it in your own words and your journey and your process and the things that you've learned as you've grown over this time. So I'm actually just going to leave it completely to you to introduce yourself and just share a little bit about who you are and what you stand for in this moment in your life. Sure, Shay. No, no pressure there. <laughs> Great answer this, but um, no. Well, thank you first of all for having me. Um, it's it's always such a such a pleasure to chat on on podcasts on, and on your your incredible platform. And I just yeah, I've been following you intently for a number of years. And um, yeah, it's really great to to um, be able to chat to you, someone who's kind of like-minded and I think shares a similar outlook on life. So it's really is a great pleasure to, to be on here. So yeah, as you said, um, I'm Jess Roberts. We live in South Africa um, on the, the sunny north coast of, of KZN. Um, I'm married to John. Uh, we've been married just short of five years. Um, and we have two beautiful children, Luke, who is three years old, um, and Holly, who is 17 months. Um, Holly is probably the most difficult of our children. <laughs> <laughs> She's hectic. I think it's a girl thing, and I think it's a strong personality thing. But okay. my it's been yeah she's been she's been the testing one when John and I got married we made the decision that we would like to have children relatively soon after after we'd um got married um so it was about six months I think after we um had tied the knot uh, that we decided to start trying for kids and we were incredibly lucky because we fell pregnant kind of within a month of trying I don't think John was very happy about that. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I certainly was. Um, so yeah, we were we were very lucky to fall fall pregnant um, so quickly. I know there are so many people um, battling, um, and who have battled. So yeah, we were very very lucky. We the pregnancy was was incredibly easy. I felt strong. Um, I carried on exercising. I, I really yeah, I felt felt like you know, what do people complain about <laughs> in terms of pregnancy? It really was, it was quite an easy, easy ride for us. At 22 weeks, actually, it was. Um, we went for a, a routine scan with our, with our gynecologist. Um, and it was at that scan that the gynae picked up that there was something not quite right um, with our unborn child's heart. Um, and it was called uh, an effusion on the heart, so a tiny hole. Um, we obviously, you know, everything had gone so smoothly up, in, up until this point that we were quite taken aback. But Algani did did say to us that that it wasn't a big concern, that it could it, it would definitely self repair throughout the the rest of of the pregnancy. 
Um, he then also referred us to a specialist um, to just have a deeper look and, and to make sure that, that everything was, was okay. We could only get an appointment with that specialist a week later. And as we walked into his rooms um, and he scanned me, um, I could see from his face straight away that there was something bigger at play here um, and that there was potentially a bigger issue than, than, we, than we had anticipated. He said to me that he wasn't concerned about the fusion at all and that it was the underdeveloped nasal bone that he could pick up and that this was a very strong marker for Down syndrome. John and I were completely flawed. I had never met a person born with Down syndrome. Um, I could obviously recognize people born with Down syndrome, but I'd never really been in the same room as someone born with Down syndrome. It was just a, a completely foreign space for me um, and for John. Um, <clears throat> so at that point, the, the Ghani said to us, we need to do an amniocentesis straight away. And um, because I was so far along, if there was a decision that I needed to make or that we needed to make, it needed to be done kind of straight away. Um, and obviously, I'm talking about termination at this point. Mm. Um, so we were obviously shell-shocked. We had the amnio um, straight away. And yeah, a week later, the results came back that we were... 99.9% sure that our, that our child would be, would be born with Down syndrome. Um, yeah, it was, it was hectic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was, from an age perspective, I was relatively young. Um, I was healthy. John was healthy. Um, we ha had our original um, quad screening uh, blood test done and I had a one in three and a half thousand chance of having a child born with Down syndrome. So, you know, it was completely out of our minds that, that this could potentially be our new reality. But yeah, the news came back and um, we, I will never forget John receiving that phone call from, from the specialist and literally the blood drained out of his face and we both sat down and absolutely sobbed. It, um, yeah, it felt like someone had died. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was quite hectic. But, I have tears in my eyes as you're saying that. Yeah. Oh, no, sure, I, yeah sure. I can imagine that it's just an overwhelming feeling. Yeah, it, it is. It's incredibly, well, it was incredibly overwhelming. So strange though. We, I mean, once we'd, we'd kind of sobbed and, and, got that emotion out in a physical sense, this overwhelming sense of peace came over us. And we just knew, without even verbalizing it to each other, we just knew that we would be continuing on this path and that the, the unborn, unborn child inside of me that I could feel kicking and moving and, you know, we just had this yeah, overwhelming sense that he, that he, was, that he was ours. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, at that at that point, we continued to we decided to continue with the pregnancy. Um, we had the full support of our of our families, of our parents, um, of our siblings, of our friends. Everyone was just incredible, um, which made it so much so mm -hmm. so much easier and and kind of affirmed our decision. That's amazing. 
so yeah, that's kind of the background to the story. Um, I always say um, that for us, it was easier to find out prior to, to us giving birth to Luke um, about his diagnosis because we had that time. We had 20 weeks to, to kind of get, get our heads around it and to research and to connect with other families and to just realize that life was actually going to be incredible. And um, you know, often, often you, you, from a medical perspective, you get given a set of facts and those facts can often be very scary and feel a bit like a life sentence. But when you reach out to parents who are in, in the situation and living with it, yeah, that for us, that, that for us was huge. And it, it, it really um, made us excited for the future. Oh, it's amazing. And one of the things that resonated with me so much about your story, and I think it was during this period, I think of you trying to just um, come to terms with everything was this real concept of letting go. Like there was, I think I read something of that you'd written ages ago about you had to let it go, let go of a lot of things like these expectations and, you know, the things that you had held in your head of what your family would look like, you had this whole process of, of letting go, which I think is such an important tool and a skill for us to move through life because we're going to get all these things that come at us that we can't control. So do you want to talk us through what shifted for you in your mind and how you, you navigated that process? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always been a person who's, who's kind of wanted to control situations and once this situation um, came about in our lives, I couldn't control it. And I, I, had, to, I had to let go of, of certain expectations that I had completely falsely conjured up in my, in my own mind. I'll never forget saying to John when we fell pregnant, I was like, our child is definitely going to have blue eyes and blonde hair and he or she is definitely going to be sporty. And, you know, I had all these completely ridiculous expectations of my child. And, and once I had to let go of those, it was, it was an incredibly cathartic process because yeah, it was, it was freeing because I could just let it go and, and, trust in the journey and, and, and trust in our decision and our love and our, yeah, our love for our, for our unborn child. Um, so yeah, it's also been, it's also been a big lesson for, for life as a whole, you know, whether it's a work situation or, or, or a school situation or, or a family situation, you know, those, that expectations are actually meant to, are made to be broken and to be shattered. Um, and by letting go of those, um, it, is, it is freeing. Whether it's a new mother or anywhere in life, like you have these maybe unconscious expectations that you don't even realize are conscious until it, it forces you into a situation where you actually have to confront those expectations. And that I think is a scary part because most often we don't realize that we're holding ourselves even accountable to these really unrealistic expectations or things that we are expecting ourselves to achieve or to do or to live up to. And yeah, I can imagine that just that process when it's, when it's so in your face that you just have to, there's no other choice choice around the situation that it can really free up and open you your ability to do that in other areas of your life as well absolutely and I think I think also um, 
becoming a parent and becoming a mother, whether you have a child with special needs or not, you you often conjure up what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And once you're in it, it is completely different. And we were able to luckily, even before um, having Luke, we were able to grapple with those expectations and to look at them and to say, are they really true um, true to, to us and, and to our child? And to let go of those. So do you think that in some ways, having a child born with Down syndrome, do you think that it's enabled you to be a better parent or better parents? Absolutely. And I don't know if it's, if it's about being a better parent, but I think it's about being a better person. Mm, that's amazing. I get goosebumps as you say that. <laughs> I have completely changed. And so, so is John. And, I, and it's, it's completely for the better. And it's taken a child born with Down syndrome with special needs to do that. And uh, we we could not be more grateful for Luke and, and for who he is and, and how he has changed us as people. Jess, your story is just so powerful. What, what ways have you guys changed that you would say has been the most noticeable or the most different from how you expected or just how have you changed in yourself when your relationship? The biggest thing that's changed in me is um, my eyes have opened and um, my eyes have opened up to, to differences and how incredible and beautiful differences. Yeah, I think being different isn't scary. And I think that's, that's the biggest lesson for us, you know, um, being different and um, yeah, just being your own person is, is, um, is pretty cool. Mm. That's pretty much the biggest standout lesson, lesson for both John and I um, throughout this journey. Um, the other biggest one is kindness. I like to think I've always been a, 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 a kind person, but, but having Luke um, has softened me, um, has softened my heart substantially. In the same breath, it's, it's, it's made me tougher, if that makes sense. Mm, I can get so, that, yeah. Yeah, it's made me tough in the sense that I will stand up for my son and I will stand up for for other people who are potentially different. But my heart is soft in that I can see those see those potentially those potential differences um, and appreciate them for how beautiful they are. Yeah, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So, one of the things that you have taken from this journey with Luke is you've started this amazing blog and Instagram accounts. So it's learning from Luke. I think that's your Instagram handle. Yeah, that's correct. So if you're not following Jess, definitely go and look her up online. She's just the way she writes and explains about just her life and her learnings is, is so beautiful. So do you want to explain your process about starting that and what brought you to start that and why you wanted to do it and why you wanted to share? So when Luke was born as a way of kind of dealing with a myriad of emotions of not only um, having a child born with Down syndrome, but just as a new parent and to kind of navigate those, those new waters, um, I started writing. I've always found writing pretty cathartic. So, so this was kind of my, 
my outlet for, for emotions. And yeah, we, I then, um, someone urged me to put it into a, a blog format. I'll never forget pushing publish on the first post. I was absolutely terrified. You know, you know, those thoughts that go through your mind, like who's actually going to want to read this? Mm. But the response has been incredible. Social media platforms so often get such a bad rap for all the negative that they can potentially bring out um, in the world. But there is so much good as well. We have, we've met an incredible community just through um, the social media platforms that we interact on. Yeah, so the blog, the blog started at that point and um, it's really just exponentially grown. Um, it then turned into an Instagram page We've currently got just just over 7,000 followers on the Instagram page and the blog's had just shy of 70,000 reads. It's amazing. So, yeah, it really, it, it's been an incredible journey for, for our little blog. Um, and the, the, the idea behind it is, is to change um, yeah, the outlook on people born with Down syndrome as well as to educate and really just to show people how beautiful our life is um, and how grateful we are that, that Luke is ours. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring and helping hundreds of women and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. I'll tell you why I think it's been so popular, but in your words, why do you think that it's, it's had such great response and, and feedback from, from other people? Oh, sure, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think 
I think because people can see that John and I are actually pretty normal people who have been put into a potentially not normal situation and that it's it's actually been the best thing that's ever happened to our family. And I, I hope that people can see that. And I think that that may be why they're drawn to it. Um, yeah, and, and I, I hope that there's a lot of light and love that emanates from, from our pages um, and from our family. Mm. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, there definitely is. There's, there's, so, there's so much positivity and there's so much love that's, that's very tangible in everything that you write and everything that you share. But I think there's also a real element of honesty and authenticness in what you're sharing that really connects people because it's very raw. You know, there's, there's some posts that you write where it's like, you know, I'm actually, would I wish things differently? No, I wouldn't. But yes, I would like, you know, my child's life to be easy and for him to have decisions that, you know, life is, is much more challenging, but it's not that it's not beautiful and wonderful at the same time. So there's this rawness and this honesty that I think draws people to what you write. And I think humans are built to comfort each other and I think we're built to support. And so when people can see that there's either you guys are supporting your child, it, it creates that feeling that we want to support you or we want to support somebody else. And I think that that element of comfort and togetherness is really what shines through in what you're saying. And, you know, I, I see you've got so many different um, affiliates and about your ambassadors for different program. And I think it's that, it's that sense of community and togetherness and, we're in this together that you are really fostering and you're doing such an amazing job of it. So definitely go and check out their page because it's, it's a really beautiful place to just feel good and learn lessons about life through, through your amazing son. So, yeah. That's awesome, Shay. And I, I think that's, that's always been the, the biggest thing for us as well is to, is to showcase the good and the bad because, you know, and I say life is so beautiful and, but there are hard, there are really hard times too, but it's, it is that sense of, of community and that sense of togetherness, you know, whether it's between John and I, that community and that togetherness and being on the same page or on a greater scale, you know, that's, that's always what we've, we've wanted to foster and, and it's awesome to hear that that shines through in the pages um, as well. Mm. So speaking of, you know, the good and the bad or the struggles and the, the highlights, what is your biggest struggle or challenge that you have with Luke or with your family or the dynamics or what is the biggest challenge for you right now? So there, there are probably two biggest challenges at the moment. Um, Luke is at a mainstream school here in South Africa. Obviously, because of his developmental delays, he is slightly behind in certain milestones um, um, than his peers are. And the biggest one for us is um, verbalization. So so at the moment, Luke is nonverbal. He will speak. It's just a matter of, of when. And we are constantly attempting to find new, new ways of giving him other tools that aren't just about speaking um, to put into his arsenal so that he can communicate with us um, in order to limit, eliminate frustration. So that for us has been, I think the biggest struggle is communication with Luke. We do sign with him, we use visual schedules, um, there's a lot of gesturing. So John and I as parents know what he is saying, but um, 
yeah, in, in other social settings, it can be it can be very frustrating for him. How does that translate into school setting? Is that where the struggle is as well, or? Um, yes and no. We, um, I have been um, working with Luke's teacher and, and, and teaching her science um, and there is a visual schedule up in his classroom which she follows. But obviously the other, the other his peers are, are small still, you know, they're little. So he, he battles to communicate on a, on a verbal plane with his, with his peers. But they also, as I said, they are still small, so there is a lot of kind of gesturing and, and they, they are very, very, very gentle and sweet with Luke. So, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest struggle is, is that verbalization. I mean, you can imagine, I, I just keep thinking, you know, if I couldn't verbalize my, my fears and my, you know, emotions, um, how scary and frustrating it would be. So we are we just trying to give Luke every every tool that he can um, that we can in order for him to to be able to communicate effectively. Yeah. Um, and then the I think the second biggest struggle for us is obviously because Luke um, has special needs and is delayed in in certain milestones. We do have to put in a fair amount of effort in terms of therapies and and extra time, etc. And I often have to catch myself um, and say, yes, we have to put in an extra time with Luke, but our second born Holly also needs that time from us as well. So it's a constant kind of, you know, checking. Mm. Um, we're giving Luke attention and, and, and this additional, um, what is the right word? Additional, yeah, attention. Support, and yeah. And we need to we need to also be mindful um, of Holly. Um, as I said, she is a very strong little sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, she will definitely fight for her brother's rights and yeah. for her own rights. Um, we always say that she was born the way she is, you know, as strong as she is, because she knows that she is going to have to, you know, be there for her brother. Oh, I love that. I can I can just hear in, in how you talk that there's such a, an intense level of empathy that I think that you have either you've it's always been there and maybe just as a mother it just activates a little bit deeper, but there's really a sense of really understanding and and knowing your child and trying to be in his shoes as you explain, you know, this how you would feel if you were in that position. So I think there's there's a real level of growth that that comes through and how you how you are and how you speak about your children in that way. So well done to you, Mama Bear. Thanks. <laughs> so you know this parenting gig is is all yeah, it's all a very big learning curve. <laughs> and that's the one thing as well. John and I laugh a lot. And from the moment we found out the diagnosis, obviously it wasn't a laughing matter at the time. It was very scary and, and sad and whatever, but we did use humor to, to kind of deal with those emotions. Um, and we continue to, to use, use humor um, a fair amount now in our lives. And it just, yeah, just that's our, that's our way. And my husband is the king of dad, bad dad jokes. So. <laughs> well, that's handy then. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, you were saying, so he's been put into mainstream school. Is that a recommendation from you or is that, how did that come about? Um, yeah, so we, we decided that we would um, mainstream Luke for the first year of his 
kind of schooling career. So he started at 18 months. We will take it pretty much year by year with Luke, day by day, actually. We have an incredible special needs school on our doorstep. So if need be, we will look at at um, transitioning Luke there. But it really is just taking cues from him. We are not precious about the fact that we want him to, to be um, in a mainstream school. We are very aware of the benefits both for Luke and for um, his typical um, peers. Um, there's been a, a lot of research done into, into mainstream schooling of special needs schools, and the benefits on both sides are profound. So we are wanting to kind of keep him there until he, until he kind of can't or, or until he verbalizes to us that, that he yeah, should, should be somewhere else. And I think that's with any children, you know, we'll, what school they, they attend depends really on their strengths and on their needs. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at in terms of schooling. Um, he has grown and flourished um, in, a, in a mainstream school setting. Um, and until he doesn't, we will, um, yeah, we will continue. Okay. So I know that you said, and I've, I've read this in one of your previous posts, but you said there was one big regret that you had. And I don't know if you remember that post that you wrote specifically, or if you want to share about anything like that. One big regret. I can't even remember. You, you had, you, you said the, the biggest regret. And I mean, I've, I've just taken on everything that you've said because it's, your words are so <laughs> powerful, but you said your biggest regret was ever having any doubt about the part that you, you know, there was, it was something that you'd written about the feelings that you had in the beginning. You regret how that was a little bit overwhelming for you. Whereas you look back now and it's like, actually, I didn't need to have any of that fear or any of that scariness in your head about the whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one of the biggest regrets is grieving for my child. Mm. It really was, as 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 if someone, as I said earlier, as if someone had had passed away, um, but as much as I regret those feelings of uh, uh, those grief, going through those grieving um, feelings, I do think that I did need to grieve, you know, that that expected child, or that you know the child that I thought I was going to have, in order for me to come to terms with the child that I was being given. And to be connected in such a profound way with with him. Um, so yes, there was the the regret. I wish I hadn't cried so much. I mean, it was. I look back and I'm like, you're absolutely ridiculous. But it was such a cathartic process um, for us. So, mm. and I yeah, I think I think what you say is true. Is that you needed that process in order to almost like rebirth yourself as a new mom and a new person, so that whole cycle could close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Jess, in terms of your blog and where you are now with it, what is your future hope for it and where do you see it going and what is your future projection for where you want to take it? Because now you, uh, I was speaking to you before we um, started recording, but now you are full-time or part-time with learning from Luke and Tylee. So it's really, this has really changed everything about your life and your career and, you know, wherever that's going to go. So do you want to explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, 
Sure. I'd, first of all, if I had to have looked at myself 10 years ago, I would never have said that I would be um, working kind of part-time on my, my son's blog about um, people born with Down syndrome. So it's, weird. <laughs> it's so weird how, how life, life works out. I put in our stories on Instagram the other day and we'd hit 7,000 um, followers and I'd said, you know, here's to 7,000 and here's to the next 7 million. And it's, you know, it's such a, such a big number to throw out there, but honestly, our, our drive is to create as much awareness um, around our son and around other people Born with, born with Down syndrome, and, and just to educate, educate, educate. Um, prior to Luke being, being born, I had so many misconceptions and I was so uneducated with regards to Down syndrome. And my, my ultimate goal is to just educate as many people as possible, to show them the beauty, the beauty of life um, with people born with Down syndrome. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the the biggest kind of driver. Um, we've been incredibly fortunate to partner with with a lot of um, local brands, local South African brands. We passionately support lo- local, and um, the sky's the limit, Shay. And I think it's going to just evolve and grow as Luke um, and and as our family grows. If there was one message or one key thing that you wanted people to know or people to understand or to shed light on, what would that be that you wanted to tell people or people that are interacting with Luke or maybe people that have no interaction with with someone born with Down syndrome? So what would you want to tell them? I would want to tell them that our life has been enriched and is the most beautiful that it has ever been, the most fulfilled that it has ever been because, um, because of who Luke is um, and because of him being in our lives. Um, I would also tell people that different or seemingly different is not scary, um, that it is one of the most kind of beautiful things that I've ever witnessed. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, and I keep saying the word beautiful and, and it's because there is this beautiful light that just emanates from Luke and anyone who comes into contact with him feels that. And, and I've often had people saying to me, you know, like I come away from a, an encounter with Luke and I just feel light mm. and yeah. I don't know, don't we need more people like that in our world, mm. you know, just, just to shine light into to the darkness that, 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 that is often very evident in, in the world. Mm. So yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what I'd tell, tell people, yeah. Shay. That's such a beautiful message. And I think it, it, goes, it goes to anyone and for everyone. If, if you had to say something specifically to perhaps someone who's listening, listening who may be a mom expecting who's perhaps got difficult decisions to make or is feeling in that very overwhelming dark place or just overwhelmed with emotion. Is there something that you would offer as words of comfort or advice to someone in that situation? 
I think the, the, the biggest thing that I would say um, to someone in, in that situation is that it's okay. It's okay to get scared and to grieve and to shout and cry and, you know, it, it's okay because it's only through that process that, that this joy um, is going to emerge. And I would say to them that, that it's okay to be scared, but that life is about to get incredibly amazing. Oh, that is beautiful. That is so, so beautiful. And you know what, what, what you speak about is something that connects so much to me, you know, this, this ability to really own your emotion and to be processed and present with your emotion so that you can move through them in a way that is productive, that is responsive rather than reactive. And when you can, and I mean, even your journey of, of then starting a blog, which is a creative expression, it's a way to get that that stuff that's inside you out in a creative way is something that I completely stand for and it's completely what I believe and you're just living proof and practice of this process of of being present and accepting life of letting go of your resistance to what is to letting go of expectations to being here now processing your emotions and then finding a creative outlet to really let it blossom and grow and that's like your journey is completely what I believe in so <laughs> that's 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 exactly why I wanted you to show you just you're you're um, living breathing proof yeah. of 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 someone who's really like embraced life and it's it's so beautiful to watch it really is beautiful is the word so thank you so much for, <laughs> and I've said for it sharing. quite a lot <laughs> but it's true it's 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 the right word and and I think anybody who who goes onto your page or reads your blog will, will see that beauty. There is something beautiful. And, and that light that you speak about, I've never met Luke, but you can see it in, in all the pictures that you post, you can see it in, in the way that he is. And, you know, your family is this beautiful family that I think is, is really special to watch. So um, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so and I think I, what you, sorry. And I also think what you said in terms of, kind of getting rid of those potentially negative emotions is only going to free up, you know, room for, for the really good emotions. And that, that resonated with me, what you, mm. what you've just said. Mm -hmm. And I'm nodding my head as you're saying that, like, it's just <laughs> your, your, your journey is, is, is how I think we should be approaching life in, in its entirety, because the lessons that you're learning and, and how you're moving through not only challenges within your external world, but, you know, stuff within yourself is, is really profound. Like basically you're, you're a yoga teacher in motion. Like this is what you are. You're making like, me sound like a saint. And I no, promise but you, it's, if but you it's, had 5 p.m. you would be like, oh my but I, but I think but I think that's part of that's part of it is that your ability to show the the tough stuff as well because of course it's not always easy of course it's it's beautiful but it's not always easy so I think the distinction between oh it's so easy it's so easy life's so easy it's going to get so easy don't worry it's you've never said that you know it's yeah, it's yeah. beautiful in its challenge and I think yeah. that is the key to living a really embodied life a really wholehearted life is finding the beauty in the challenge so and i think that's what you emanate i think that's exactly right what you've just said is it's it's really looking for those those um beautiful moments when when times are tough and when it is difficult mm -hmm. 
So is, are there any practices that you do just to keep yourself sane or how do you manage motherhood and just everything? Is, are there <sighs> things that you like to do or do you like to go for a run or keep yourself in your room locked up or, or how do you keep yourself sane <laughs> as a mother? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, exercise is a, is a big part of both John and my life. So um, escaping to the gym for an hour or um, going for a run, we as a family um, do the park run here every Saturday. Um, yeah, I think exercise is a very, very big outlet for us. Um, and you just come back um, a, better, a better parent, you know, having that, that you know, those endorphins um and and yeah just having that that hour break so yeah that's a big that's a big thing for me um having a cup of coffee with friends mm. um reading my book uh listening to podcasts yeah there's there's a lot there's a there are a lot of outlets and i think as a parent it, it doesn't have to be you know two a two day break it's those 15 minutes of recharging mm. um whether it's listening to a podcast or or going for a walk or, or having a swim in the sea whatever it is and mm. um, it's the, those moments that are so important um, in order to just recharge to be to be a more present and and um an aware parent mm. well i think you're definitely nailing it so well done <laughs> Is there, is there any last message or thing that you want to share or something that you feel like you haven't quite got off your chest that you just want to share with our listeners? I love these last questions. Eh? You, it's nothing like putting me on the spot. With well, the, it's just something that you feel like, oh, I wish I'd said that. I've, I think I've said quite a lot. Can I say beautiful again? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Do um, it in a string of five. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, and you've got me on a really good morning. So, uh, oh, good. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, so I want to say it again. Life, life, life. Honestly, it, it's not easy. But whose life? Whose life is easy? Um, especially, especially as new parents, you know, still trying to find your find your feet. Um, um, but life, life is 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 beautiful, and um, we are so grateful honestly, that, that Luke is our son. Um, and I think we, ju we just really excited for the future. I think in the, in, when we found out the diagnosis, we, we were kind of like so wary of the future, mm. but, but as Luke's grown and as we've met um, more and more people within a similar community, it's, yeah, it's just showcased how, how, how incredible the future can be. So, yeah, we're excited. We're excited for the future of our family. We're excited for Holly's future and um, for Luke's future, for the future of the blog. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's so much possibility um, for Luke and we have such, such high hopes for him. Um, he's, he's really, I think he's going to be able to do whatever he puts his mind to. So, yeah, mm. watch this space. Yes. So I can imagine that actually be quite, quite surprising if, you know, suddenly that you in a place where you need to connect with other people who perhaps also have, have children born with Down syndrome and suddenly you realize, wow, there was this whole community right over here that I had no knowledge of before that I had no access to. And suddenly now this is such a big part of your world. And, you know, however many years ago, you had no idea that it even existed. Was that, a, was that an experience for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, we've got quite a strong group of um, of families in the KZN area, and we try to get together 
kind of once every two months for a meetup. Um, and it's people that, I, I mean, I, yeah, as you say, I would, I, I never even knew that there were, that were, that there were so many families um, with family members born with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always just such a, such a great occasion to get together because, yeah, you're all kind of in the same boat. You can talk about the same things, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's complete chaos, but it's it's beautiful chaos. And um, yeah, we've been incredibly lucky to be able to connect. And not only in South Africa, the the amount of families that I've connected with um, through Instagram um, around the world, mm-hmm. um, and who have been such an incredible inspiration to our to us and to our family, um, is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Are there ever just just while you were saying that you know while you you have interaction with other parents, is there ever a moment in you where you kind of want to say to other parents, you know you don't you don't know what it's like to have a child with with Down syndrome, or is is there a moment where you where you have that that kind of I don't know challenge or struggle with with dealing with other parents with other parents who don't have. Yeah, who don't have child, children with Down syndrome that you kind of wish that you could just say something to them or yeah, them also yeah. to realize the beauty of, of life. The, the biggest thing with um, parents who have typical children is often like they don't want to speak to you about it. You know, they, they don't want to speak to you about, um, about your potential struggles or, you know, um, and and I, when we are together and and as a community with with um, parents with children born with Down syndrome, it's all we want to speak about. You know, we want to say that, wow, I found this really tough, or this was awesome, or, or whatever. Whereas whereas other parents, <clears throat> I don't know, they they kind of don't want to speak about it, which is fine too because they're not in it, and they you know there's certain things that that they just can't grapple with. Why do you think that is? Do you think there's there's a bit of a shame or a feel like I don't know why why do you think that is? I think people find it quite tough to talk about, um, and I think it's just because um, that they don't actually really know mm. if if you if you know what I mean. Mm. I'll never forget when we when we found out the diagnosis and I went back to work. Someone had said to my team at work not to say anything to Jess about this diagnosis that they just found out. And all I wanted to do when I arrived at work was to talk about it and, you know, say what was on my heart and everyone had been told not to say anything. So I think it's, yeah, I think people just, just battle to find the words because it is, I mean, it's, it, being in a um, in a special needs community, there are so many. Uh, you know, you have to be quite PC, and there there's so many ways of saying things. And I think people who aren't in that find it quite difficult. That makes sense. There's probably also like a feeling of uh, we don't want to f- to make you feel upset or or, or different. yeah, or different yeah. or like you know we we've got two typical children and you don't, so we, we don't want to make you feel, yeah, I don't know. And, and I, and I, from, from what, from how you are, it, it, you would never feel like that because you are so in love with your child and he's perfect. Like there's, there's no reason for anyone to feel like that, but maybe there's a, yeah. 
there's an awkwardness that people don't know how to navigate within themselves because they don't have the language, they don't have the skills and they don't have that empathy. So which yeah. I completely, which I completely get. And that's, that's, that's really what we are all about mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. making, making, yeah, making Down syndrome um, open and, and, and something that is, that is discussed and celebrated. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we are about. So speaking of that, can you just give a few places where people can find you and where they can connect with you? And maybe if there are any parents or or mothers or people who have different disabled children or who have um, children born with um, Down syndrome, if they can, if they want to connect with you, um, could you leave a few places where they can get in touch with you and follow you in your journey? Yes, great. Also, I just wanted to say that that if there are any any um, new moms or moms um, who've just received a diagnosis, I am always here to talk. Honestly, whether you DM me on Instagram or get hold of me um, on the blog, um, I, I'm here. I'm open. I will answer as as far as I can within my, my abilities. Um, to be honest, um, honest. Yeah, honest answers. So you can find us on Instagram um, at Learning from Luke. Um, you can connect with us on our blog as well, which is www.learningfromluke.org. Okay. And those are our two two social media platforms. Awesome. And we'll put those in the show links so people can click over easily to come and find you and um, join in on your journey and watch your family blossom. Awesome, Shay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting us with, with us, Jess. This time has just literally flown. I'm like, I, I can't know. believe we've already been speaking for an hour, but um, it's just your your journey is just such a beautiful thing to hear. And it's just, it resonates, I think, so much with me because you speak so from the heart and it's just everything that you put out is just so authentic and real. And I, and I thank you for that. And thank you for bringing such a beautiful family into this world and for allowing us a little peek into your journey and to your, your growth. Thank you so much, Shay. And once again, yeah, thank you so much for affording me this opportunity to chat to you. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's been an hour. I can't believe it. I know it's gone quickly. But and um, I can't wait to see your um, your future family unfold. <laughs> yes, coming soon. Watch this space. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in again, everyone, and we will speak to you all again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. 
I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, Nine Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community.